Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online, internet, around the world church service. I'm so happy that you're here today, and I'm convinced that God's Word that you're going to hear today will strengthen you to do the things that He has called you to do and to become the person that He has called you to become, which is the person that is more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Let's take our Bibles and go to Job chapter 5, and we're going to receive the tithes and offerings, and I want you to see a very special verse today. I would like to start in verse 20. It says, In famine he, he being God, shall redeem you from death, and in war from the power of the sword. Well, God is able to protect his people in the midst of very trying times that can come upon the earth, that can come upon the nation, and even during times of war, even during times of famine, God is well able to deliver His people. Now look at verse 22. You shall laugh at destruction and famine. You shall laugh at destruction and famine. Things are different for the child of God who is walking in a covenant relationship with the Lord. Perhaps you have heard of what some of the economists are saying based upon their analysis, based upon uh, uh, what they see as far as government statistics. And you have certain economists that are predicting that America is hitting towards what they term stagflation which is a combination of high inflation uh, combined together with high unemployment. And they're saying that there is an outlook that would appear that we're heading towards stagflation. Well, even if there is what we could consider an economic famine, and I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm just saying regardless of what is taking place in the earth, that you can even laugh at destruction. You can laugh at famine because your outcome is different as a child of God who believes the Bible, who walks in the commandments of the Lord and is walking in financial covenant with God. You can laugh at economic famine, praise the Lord. And the covenant, the financial covenant that you have with God will distinguish you during economic hardships, during economic famine. Praise the Lord. And I believe, my friends, that in the season that we're in right now, that we're going to start to see the Holy Spirit move very powerful, in very powerful ways. There are going to be explosive blessings, and even should the economic current be going downhill, you're going to see the power of the covenant work in your life, and you are going to be going upstream, uphill, praise God, with a supernatural ability, praise God. Not only will, will you survive through economic famine, but you will thrive in the midst of it, and this will designate you as a sign and wonder in the earth, because people are going to be curious People are going to be wanting to know, not just the unbelievers, but even religious church folk that 
do not have revelation of God's word or God's power, they're going to stop and they're going to ask you, how are you doing this? And my friends, it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is through the power of the covenant. And I want to give emphasis here where the Holy Spirit is placing the emphasis. You shall laugh at famine. You shall laugh. And I want to encourage you that when you see tests and trials, even things that the enemy would do to try to challenge your finances and say, you're going to go under just like all the others, or you're going to, you're going to feel the heat just like all the others during times like that. When the trials may hit you, that's the time that you need to laugh. And I would even suggest that right now, you just take a good laugh at those bills that are sitting over there. Just laugh at the bills, laugh at the debts, because God is going to do a turnaround in your life and call every bill paid, call every debt paid off, and call yourself going into new levels of financial glory and financial blessing. Praise God. Laugh at famine. Laugh at economic hardships. Because your situation will be different because of the walk that you have with the living God. You have a Jehovah Jireh in your life and the world does not. Woo! Praise the Lord. Now, as you laugh at famine, remember that your prosperity has absolutely nothing to do with the economy or what is going on in the world. And I want to state that again, as you laugh in faith, as you laugh, remember that your prosperity has absolutely nothing to do with the economy or what is going on in the world. Praise God. You are a covenant child of God. The covenant offers exemption from all of the calamities that those that are out in the world that have no covenant with God have to endure. Remember when David went up against Goliath, he told Saul that I'm going to defeat this guy because he is an uncircumcised Philistine. Basically what David was saying is that when he was saying Goliath is uncircumcised, he's saying that he has no covenant with God because for the Jewish people, God had made a deal, had made a covenant with Abraham that the sign of this covenant will be circumcision. So David knew that Goliath was uncircumcised and he had no covenant with God. He had no protection. He had nothing going on with God. So while this giant was making all these boasts against him, all of this intimidation and all of these fear attacks and psychological, uh, uh, you know, war games that he's playing with him. David's like, Nope, I've got this guy because I have covenant with God and he doesn't. And you know, really it was Goliath that made David famous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So my friends, your prosperity is anchored, not in the, the way the economy may go up or down or something like that, but your prosperity is anchored to your belief in God's word 
your willing obedience to obey God's word and his commandments. And let me say this, that God is going to blow things wide open for you with his blessings. Praise the Lord. We're in the moment right now where things are going to start popping and the seeds that you have sown, you're going to see literally miracle harvest come back into your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you those special harvest that belong to you. And you are going to possess all that God has planned for you and your harvest is going to start coming in. So get ready, get ready. You may be in a place where the enemy is trying to put the, the financial pressure, the financial heat on you. Pastor Stephen, what should I do? Laugh, praise God, laugh at the famine and say, no, you don't. No, you don't. I will always have provision. I will always have my needs met because I am a child of God. I have a covenant with the living God. I have Jehovah Jireh in my life and I'm going over. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will quicken you the strong scriptures to speak and to come against the famine. Praise God. And you'll find yourself full of faith. You'll find yourself literally laughing at the famine. Praise God. Again, you shall laugh at destruction and famine. That is the laugh of faith. That is the walk of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I decree that your times of being looked at as a person who needs pity and needs, you know, like some kind of like, a, you know, like a, how can I say almost like a handout continually. I just say, you'll never know stuff like that ever again. Praise the Lord, because I see dignity in your finances. Not to get on the phone, try to call somebody, help you because you need some help. No, I see dignity and honor in your finances and you will be blessed to be a blessing. Woo. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we now honor the Lord by bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, if you're mailing your tithes and offerings in there on your check there on your financial gift, make a little notation. I laugh at famine. Praise God. Oh, I tell you, this is a bold faith. The word of God is bold. Praise the Lord. Write that down that you laugh at famine. And even as you're making out your tithes and offerings, laugh in the spirit, laugh and see all of your bills paid, all of your needs met and debts paid off, paid off, paid off and gone out of your life. Praise the Lord. Now, those of you that are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code here is 28654. Now, if you prefer to bring your tithes and offerings in online, you can do so anytime, day or night. Just go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage with a red heart on it that says, give. And you can click on that. You can bring your tithes in. You can bring an, an offering in towards a special project. And the Lord sees that you are engaged with him in financial covenant. And that gives you the right to laugh at famine because that famine's not going to touch you. Mm -mm. Woo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You will not know insufficiency. You will not know lack. You will not taste lack. Woo, praise God. You will have your needs met and you will have more than enough. Praise God. 
Heavenly Father, I pray for your people. I pray over their giving, over their tithes and their offerings. Bless them, Lord. And as they laugh in faith, as they laugh at famine, we thank you, Father God, that you give supernatural deliverance from any economic hardship. And we thank you that you're a miracle working God. And we thank you for every need met all the time. Thank you, Father God, that you are making your people the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. So because we are above, that means all needs are met. We are above. We're not underneath struggling. We thank you, Father God, for more than enough. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We give you all of the praise. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Now, let's take our Bibles today. Let's go to a, a, a book in the Bible that's very easy to find. It's the last book in the Bible, the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. We're going to Revelation chapter 5, and today we're going to be in verse 12. Praise God. Now, I want to talk today about the Lord establishing you as a sign and wonder in the earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and quicken the scriptures and unveil destiny and unveil inheritance and what rightfully belongs to us in Christ. Now we give you all of the praise and we thank you for the strength to possess our inheritance, the wisdom to, to possess our inheritance. In Christ's name we pray. Let's agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord indeed. Glory to God. Again, Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. The scripture says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. This, is, of course, is referring to Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's worthy to receive. He's worthy to receive. And these various wonderful things are listed that he is worthy to receive. Now, because you are in Christ, you are in him and you are co-ruling and reigning with him. Praise God. These are blessings that now are available for you to receive as well. But let me say this, my friends, even though there are amazing things that belong to us in Christ and that we are called to rule and reign in the earth as kings in him. This is something that you need to understand. You can't receive what belongs to you if you don't know what belongs to you. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. You can't receive what belongs to you. Look, even if it, if, if it rightfully belongs to you, you can't receive what belongs to you if you don't know it belongs to you. Praise God. So you're not going to get 
what you can't see. Now, of course, it's unveiled right here in verse 12, what rightfully belongs to the Lord. And as because we are in Christ, whoo, praise the Lord, because we have been lifted up with him and seated with him in the heavenly realms. Praise God. These are things that we step into as well. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Praise God. But my friends, you have to be able to see your inheritance. Let's go now to the first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 13. Praise God. We're going to go on a journey today of unveiling and seeing some things. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see, all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you see what God has for you, you are functioning in the spirit of revelation. I want to say that again. When you see what God has for you, you are functioning in the spirit of revelation. Praise God. The revelation of God's will and God's plan for your life. You understand that you come into the knowing of that through revelation. What does the spirit of revelation do? It allows you to see what is rightfully yours, what Jesus paid the price for at Calvary for, for you to step into and walk in and in joy. Praise God. Again, for all the land which you see, I give to you. All the land which you see, I give to you. You're not going to get what you can't see. You have to be able to see it. Praise the Lord. Now, let me ask you a question. And before I ask you this question, let me just read a verse to you. Psalm 112, verse 3. Now, just listen to this just for a moment. This is the holy word of God. I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to ask you a question. I'll start with verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Verse 3. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. All right, so here's my question to you. We're one-on-one -on -one through the Internet. I'm talking directly to you. Can you see yourself in a house? See, it says here, wealth and riches will be in his house. Well, he obviously has a house. This is the blessed man, the blessed woman, the blessed child of God. Can you see yourself in a house? Well, now, Pastor Stephen, you have to understand how hard it is today uh, to be able to get a loan and to be able to pull together a down payment. I'm not asking that. I'm not asking that. All I'm asking you is, can you see yourself 
in your own house. Mm, 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 mm. I'll tell you this. If the Lord gives you the revelation of it, you can see it. Where's the revelation at? It's in the word by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It really shocked me one day years back when I was just reading the Bible and I just started seeing how many of the prophets of the Old Testament had their own home. Oh, no, Pastor Stephen, they lived underneath the tree and they walked around barefoot and they just, you know, they just lived in caves. It's shocking when you start reading the Bible and you see how many of them had their own home. David was a prophet. He had his own home. Oh, yes, he lived in a cave for a little while because he was being hunted as an outlaw. He wasn't an outlaw, but he was being treated like one. But he didn't stay in that cave forever. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he had his own palace eventually. And even Nathan, the prophet, after Nathan gave a word to David, it says that Nathan went to his own home. And you see stuff like that all through the scriptures. And the prophets had their own homes. Praise the Lord. Can you see yourself in your own house? Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I, all I can do is see myself living in an apartment for the, you know, for the rest of my life. I, I don't ever see how God could do it. My friends, one revelation, one revelation of one word from God. And the next thing you know, you can see yourself in the house. And if you can see it, you can do it. Woo. Praise the Lord. But it must come by revelation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to ask you another question. This one, this one could really challenge some of you. I bet I'd better read the scripture. I'd better read God's word to you first so that you can't think that I'm somehow maybe trying to do psychology or something like that, because I'm not talking about psychology, psychology and psychiatric ability and study of the mind and the study of the human brain can only take you so far, but I'm talking about working with the Holy spirit, working with the living word of God. This is not a dead book. I'm not, I'm not up here reading today to you Homer's Odyssey. I'm not up here reading today to you Shakespeare. That's all dead literature. This is a living book. It's the sharp word of God. So sharp it can penetrate between your spirit and your soul. Two areas that can be blended so easily that you can't discern it unless there's spirituality. But that's what the word will do. It can even sever between spirit and soul. All right. Verse three, wealth and riches will be in his house. I want to ask you a question. Can you see yourself with wealth? Oh, Pastor Stephen, um, wow, that's, that is kind of a tough one. I, uh, I've grown up in poverty or maybe, you, how about this? Maybe you grew up middle class and so you've developed maybe not even a poverty mindset, but maybe a middle class mindset, which can be, um, uh, an allurement to settle at a level that God says, that's, that's, that's nice, but I've got a lot more for you than that. And my son Christ died at Calvary for you to step into a lot more than just, you know, a comfortable life. God wants you to go into a life of wealth so that you are now blessed to be a blessing and that multitudes of souls can be touched through your provision into the assigned ministries that God connects your heart with. 
Praise the Lord. You know, uh, Reinhard Bonnke, the famed German evangelist who lived his life out and recently went to be with the Lord, he won millions to Christ. And his ministry was primarily focused in Africa. And they did some running of the numbers. They did some accounting based upon the monies that were coming into his ministry and people that supported his ministry in those large soul winning gatherings at times in which over 1 million people would gather together in one place. You know what they found out when they crunched the numbers? They found out that for every soul saved, it cost $1. Now you can't buy souls with money, but with that money, you can buy uh, the sound equipment. You can rent areas uh, of expanse and uh, you can do things with that money that is used for the outreach of the gospel that when preached, you're going to have a lot of people, especially when it's preached in power and the full gospel message like he was doing, you're going to have uh, multitudes that are going to receive it. And they found out that for every soul saved, it cost $1. Can you imagine, can you imagine the, uh, the, uh, just the ability to use money for such a good purpose? Is there any better investment in the earth than that? No, there's not. The greatest investment is sowing into the work of the Lord and receiving the 100 fold return upon the seed sown and seeing lives touched, changed, saved for eternity. And listen to me, when you get to heaven one day and you're walking around heaven with your white robe on and you're enjoying yourself with your uh, glorified body, praise the Lord. Did you know that the Lord will come up to you and he will say, do you see that person over there? And you'll say, yes, I don't know that person. Jesus will say to you, that person is in heaven because they heard so-and-so preach and your giving is what empowered that message to go forth. That person heard it. They got saved. They're here today because of your generous giving. Woo. Woo. Think about that. The Lord's going to pour them out. That person is in heaven because of your giving. That person here is in heaven with me forever because of your giving. Woo! Glory to God. This is serious business. This is why you must step into the fullness of what God has prepared and planned for you. Praise God. Can you see yourself with wealth? You're not going to get what you can't see. And if something repulses you, if something turns you off, then there is a rejection of that thing. Well, I don't, I don't think people should have that kind of wealth. Pastor Stephen. Well, don't worry. You're not going to have any of it because you can't attract what you're also at the same time repelling. Mm -mm. We can learn that just with magnets. So my friends, you want to get the magnets lined up the right way <laughs> so that, that there is uh, the attraction, the pull, praise the Lord. And so there is the unveiling. There is the spirit of revelation showing you what belongs to you. And I would say with confidence that God wants you to have your own home. Praise God. 
Mm-mm. I say with confidence based upon scripture that God wants you to have wealth. I'll go further. I'll go further. Can you see yourself with riches? Oh, Pastor Stephen, now, now I'm just a humble man. I just want a pair of sandals, an old pair of torn out, wore, tore out, wore up jeans. And that's about all I need. No t-shirt. That's all I need. Praise the Lord. Let me say this. While in many ways it's easier to preach the gospel to the poor, because oftentimes people in impoverished conditions are more open to hearing the gospel because they're needy. And so if you're going to help them with a hot meal or something like that, they're also going to listen to what you have to say. And yes, it is true that oftentimes wealthy people can be prideful and they could be like, Hey, I, I don't need, I don't need your God or whatever, because I've, I've got everything I need. And I, I like my life the way it is, but there's a lot of hurting wealthy people. There's wealthy moms and dads and their kids are on drugs. There's wealthy uh, people that they have problems that their money can't solve. And they may look like they have got it all together, but in their heart, they're looking for a solution. They're crying out who can fix this. And God can. That's why you need to also have something that's more than just a pair tore out wore out jeans and old messed up t-shirt, you need to be able to walk amongst them as well because th- Christ died for them. Christ died for them. Jesus died for Bill Gates. Jesus died for Mr. Bezos. Now, they may not know that, but we need to do what we can do. I may never have the opportunity to talk to Warren Buffett, but Jesus died for him too. Mm-mm. What's this, uh, the other one's name I'm trying to think of right now? Um, very, very far left liberal, Mr. Soros, with all the things that he has done <laughs> to literally o- overthrow and undermine nations for the sake of, of profit, but yet Christ, Christ died for him. And if, if, he, if he felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit and he heard the gospel presented clearly, you know, th- Jesus would forgive him. If that man called upon him, Christ would forgive him. And Christ would save him. Praise the Lord. So, my friends, we can't write people off and say they're too far gone. We need to pray and intercede. Praise God. Because Jesus died for them. But if you ever have the chance to talk to them, I would just suggest they would probably have a, you would probably have a better chance of them listening to you if you don't look like you just came off the street. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So you need to see yourself blessed. You need to see yourself with wealth and riches. Well, I, I, I have to admit, Pastor Stephen, I can't quite see myself living in a life like that. Why? What's been forming your mindset? Sounds like it's not the word of God. Mm-mm. So we have to get into the word and let the spirit of revelation reveal to us our true identity in Christ and what rightfully is ours. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, this, this word, you have to get it from your head to your heart. In other words, it's not just biblical information, but it has to become Holy Spirit revelation. And when it's Holy Spirit revelation, now you've got something. Now you've got something. And let me say this, the, the devil is very much terrified 
of a man or woman, a boy or girl, who's got the living revelation, who has the revealed word, and they're walking with that word. The enemy is very, very much afraid of a person like that. Mm -mm. And there are a lot of churches that you can go to. There's no living word. And the enemy's not concerned about that at all. It's just maybe the dispensation or the dispensing of information is just a nice little story, nice little songs, a little hymn and a little poem, and you close things out and you punch your religious ticket for that Sunday. And the enemy's not threatened by that at all, but it's the child of God who has that revealed word and knows their destiny, knows their calling, knows their assignment, knows who they are in Christ. He's very nervous about people like that. Praise God. But as long as you keep walking with the Lord, despite the enemy's efforts to thwart that seed of the word, you will overcome and you will do all that God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. God has designated beautiful blessings for you. And understand that this revelation, this knowing, the spirit of revelation carries a transfer anointing of ownership. It takes it from knowing to divine revelation. It takes it from knowing to you actually walking in it, you actually possessing in it, whether it's a house, whether it's land, whether it's a certain promise from God, praise God. It's that revelation that carries you over into ownership because that revelation has a, has an anointing upon it that moves you from seeing it to actually Owning it. And again, we see that in Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, excuse me, verse 15, for all the land which you see, all the land which you see, I give to you. So that's seeing leading into ownership. You have to be able to see it before you can take it, see it before you actually own it. Whoa. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, once I own it, then I can see that I've got it. No, no. You have to see it first. See it by revelation. What's yours? What rightfully belongs to you? And that, that anointing on that revelatory empowerment of that word takes you into ownership. Whoa. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And that can be literally land. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Praise the Lord. Now, we know in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that the devil, his job is to blind the eyes of the unbelievers, blind their eyes to the light of the gospel. We see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, uh, verse 3 says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Veiled in a sense, they can't see their true spiritual condition. And it says, whose minds, the God of this age, that would be Satan, whose minds, the God of this age has blinded. He's blinded them. Wow. My friends, the enemy also tries to not only blind the church, excuse me, the unbelievers, but he'll also try to use that fog to blind even the understanding of the believers to know what rightfully belongs to them. What is theirs? Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. 
And so there can be these multifaceted blessings, such as Psalm 112, verse 3, a house, or wealth, or riches, or healing, or joy. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, doesn't the Lord want us to be depressed and sad? No, God wants you to have joy, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -mm. But yet you'll have some Christians all somber and sad. Look, I grew up in a denomination where we had a song that we would usually sing when we were dismissing the service. And because when I became a teenager, uh, you know, if you were a young person, you could hold the hymn book and you could sing. They, they would, they would uh, kind of like circulate you in to be one of the song leaders. So from time to time, I would, I would lead the songs. And sometimes one of my brothers would lead the songs. And sometimes somebody else would lead the, the singing. But we had a song that so often that we would sing as the service would be wrapping up and we would sing one final song. And the, the song went like this. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. <laughs> and we never had a clue really of what we were singing. We were just singing words that we thought were very religious, that honored the Lord. But they were words that did not line up with the Bible. They were, they were words that we sincerely thought were pleasing to the Lord. But they were words that were being spoken over our own lives to seal our own defeat. Take the name of Jesus with you, where the name of Jesus is the name of victory. It's the name of authority. It is the name of power. It is, it is, it is the name that has overcome every other name, the devil and sickness and disease that's out there. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. Well, it sounds like you're not using the name. Well, we didn't, we didn't even know that the name of Jesus is something that's been divested to the church. Jesus took the authority that was given to him and he said, go into all the world. So he's, he's divesting that authority into us, into the church. So we never knew the authority in the name of Jesus. And so because we didn't know that, we went out with a whole lot of sorrow and a whole lot of woe. And because we were saying things like that, believing things like that, we experienced things like that. Because what could we see? We could see failure. We could see woe. We could see misery. Now, now we did understand that one day when we die, when we go to heaven, We'll have joy unspeakable, but, but while we were on the earth, all we could see was sorrow and woe. And because that's what we saw, guess what? That's what we had. That's what we had. And if you had had a preacher stand up and preach Psalm 112, verse 3, the pastor and the elders and the deacons would have taken him and would have thrown him out of the church and said, how dare you teach such heresy? <laughs> Why? 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 We couldn't see it. We had no revelation of it. We had no revelation of the power and authority in the name of Jesus. We had no revelation of understanding who we were in Christ. Mm -mm -mm. So what was going on? Much of our understanding was blinded. I wonder who was doing that. The devil. But thank God for the Holy Spirit 
the third person of the Godhead who is in the earth helping the saints to reach maturity, helping the saints to come into the fullness of the stature of the mature man in Christ. Praise God. Mm-mm. Solid. Knowing who you are in Christ. Not pushed around by the devil anymore. Overcoming in every way and in every area. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, think about Samson for a moment when he was captured and his hair, which was a symbol of the anointing, a symbol of the agreement that he had with God through that holy Nazarite vow. His hair was cut off. Now he's lost the anointing. He's lost that phenomenal, uh, uh, you know, superhuman strength. And what did they do? What did the Philistines do with him when they captured him and took him into captivity? They gouged out his eyes. They put his eyes out. He can't see. He has lost the revelatory anointing. And now what's he doing? Now he's like a clown where he performs from time to time before them, stumbling around, bumbling around, no anointing, no revelation, no vision, eyes gouged out. So if, he, if they're not using him as the clown, you know, to entertain them, then he's grinding at the millstone, grinding at the millstone. Mm, mm, mm. Praise God. But my friends, the spirit of revelation is coming upon the church and great power. And before it's all said and done, before the church is caught up to meet the Lord in the air, we're going to go out on top. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord will be seen up on you. Praise God. And the world will be amazed at the church. Before we leave, the, the world will look at the church and say, wow, they may not want to be a part of us because maybe they, they just, they want to go to hell. Okay. There will be, but there'll be multitudes swept in. Hallelujah. And the church will be the city set on the hill that cannot be denied. That can't be, you know, just pushed over into a corner, but we'll be the church without spot or wrinkle with power and authority. Mm, 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 mm. Woo. With God's people doing exploits all over the world. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is why it's very critical that you pray so that the Holy Spirit can reveal to you through revelation what belongs to you. It is the Holy Spirit who helps you to see it. And then when you see it, God will perform miracles for you to step into it, to take it, to experience it, to do it, to become it. Praise God. Now, let's take a look in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 8, please. Isaiah chapter 8. Praise the Lord today. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Isaiah 8, verse 18. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given 
me. Isn't it interesting with children that what you put into them is what they believe? We would call it childlike faith. And that's the way we always need to be with the Lord. Yes, we need to mature as children of God, but we need to always have that element of childlike faith where we trust God. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel. My friends, God has preplanned that you be a sign and wonder on his behalf in the earth. That when people see you and what God is doing through you, there will be the element of wonder and even puzzlement as to how you're doing it. And it will generate inquiry. It will generate questions. It will generate desire. Who is the God that you serve? How are you moving forward when everything else is going downhill? How are you doing this? Praise the Lord. God says that we are for signs and wonders in Israel. Now, I wonder is a miraculous deed that causes surprise, awe, and admiration. God is going to do wonders through you, and God is going to make you a wonder to those around you. And there will also be signs. A supernatural sign is a supernatural event that, er that directs one's attention towards God. Amen. And I see God doing signs through you that are revealing Jesus to those around you that are seeing it. And I see him also making you a sign. Mm -mm. So God has designed and planned that you be a sign and wonder for him in the earth. Praise the Lord. So I would say in light of this, don't expect things in your life just to be natural all the time. You need to be expecting miracles because God will do miracles who walk in revelation. God's going to do miracles so that what you see through revelation, God will do miracles for you to experience it in your life. In these last days in which we are living, it will be the children of God Listen to me. It will be the children of God walking in revelation that end up on top. That's it right there. In the last days in which we're living, it will be the children of God. That's you. That's me walking in revelation, revelation that end up on top. And there will be Christians all over the world, millions and millions of Christians all over the world operating in the kingdom of God and by his principles. Woo. Hallelujah. And walking in that revelation anointing that know what to do and know their assignment and know what has been revealed to them by the spirit. And because of that revelation, they step into it. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. So don't expect things to be just natural in your life. I want you to become miracle minded. Miracle-minded, listen to this, especially in the area of miraculous favor, where when you ask 
for something that people, they just do it. And it might not even make any sense why they're doing it because they certainly wouldn't do it for anybody else, but there's favor and they like you. And that favor brings trust. It, it brings a warmness. It brings an openness. And they say, you know what? I'm, I don't really understand why I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to do this for you. So let's, let's get this drawn up. Let's get this signed. Let's get this done because I like you and uh, I, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. Praise God. I want you to be expecting supernatural favor in the area that has been revealed to you. You're going to go into it. It's going to be miraculous and there will be supernatural favor in involved. Say, Pastor Stephen, I receive. Praise the Lord. See, I'm, I'm preaching today under a prophetic anointing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go now to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, please meet me in verse 13. Verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John. The Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Verse 16 Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed. Are you? No, look, look. Anytime you're walking in a revelation knowledge, you're blessed. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed, has not revealed, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He didn't get that response from his own intellect, he didn't get that response from from having had a committee meeting with the other apostles. He didn't get that response from taking a crowd survey. He got that response from God, the father, how it was revealed to him. It was revealed. It came by revelation and revelation. The spirit of revelation will always trump intellect. It will always trump brain power. It will always trump. Even what all the computer analysts says, this is the way it's going to go. No, no, no. Revelation. The spirit of revelation knows everything before it ever happens. The spirit of revelation is what puts a person on top. Whoo! Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. It is very important. It's a necessity that you move beyond the abilities of your flesh and blood. Thank God for your brain. Thank God for a sharp mind. It's very, very important. Thank God for your intellect. It's very, very important. But my friends, there is a higher realm that you must tap into. And that is the realm where God communicates through not just intellect, but through the spirit of revelation. 
where your spirit catches it. The spirit of your mind catches it. And that comes from a different source. Praise God. It's not a flesh and blood source. It's not an earthly source. Woo. It's not a board of directors meeting source. It's from God. Mm, 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 mm. And it can be God speaking to you directly. And it's coming as revelation. It, be, it could be a man or woman of God speaking to you. It could be a prophet speaking and he's speaking under revelation. He or she is in that spirit of revelation and you're hearing it and it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And you have to be able to realize that's not flesh and blood. This is a flow from the heavenly realm. Praise God. And if you do that, you're going to end up in a very blessed place. Praise God. We see an example of this. Like, like for example, second Kings chapter seven. I'll give you one more story. Second Kings chapter seven, verse one. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Get, get, get ready. He's, he's going to start to flow in the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the spirit of Jesus. It's going to be in the revelatory anointing. Woo. He's not speaking on his own behalf. He's not about to say something because he's going to present a uh, summation of what all the journalists and what all the news is compiling. He's not, he's not in that realm. He's in a different realm. It's the spirit of revelation, spirit of prophecy. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time. A saya of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two sayas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And he's saying this right in the middle of a severe famine. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Get ready for a response from Mr. Intellectual. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned. May I insert an officer who had no regard, no respect for the spirit of revelation operating through a prophet of God. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? I mean, he's basically like saying not even God can pull this off. The situation is so bad. Not even, not even God can fix this mess. And he, the prophet said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now he's going to see the result, but he's not going to eat of it. But see, he could never see the answer. He could never see the, the, the fulfillment of this prophecy. But my friends, if you can see it, if you can see the fulfillment of the prophetic word, if you could see the fulfillment of the anointed word of what God foretells of the end time days and the glory upon the church in the last days, if you can see it upon your life, you can walk in it and you can have it. Mm -mm. And all it takes is the Holy Spirit to unveil. Bring it to life. Bring it to life. Not just in your head, in your heart, in your heart. And then miracles start happening. And you'll, you'll walk right into it. Then God will do the miracle. Boom. There it is. There it is. Praise God. Woo. Praise the Lord. He didn't believe it. Pastor Stephen, what happened to him? Because he couldn't see it. What happened to him? Verse 17. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. Now things have changed just as the prophet foretold. And now suddenly there is the 
plundering and the spoil of the enemy that's been left behind. And next thing you know, there's more food than they can shake a stick at. There's food, there's new clothes, there's, there's even jewelry and all kinds of riches and wealth that the soldiers have abandoned. And now it's just run and take it. It's literally just run and get it. Cause all the food you need, all the liquid, everything is right there. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate and he died just as the man of God had said, Woo! just as the man of God had said, I see the Holy Spirit bringing revelation into your life, into who you are in Christ, into what Jesus has planned for you to come into, even before you were born. Just like the Lord said to Jeremiah, before you were even born, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I've got this whole thing planned out. Now get with it and step into it. <laughs> Woo! And as you can see it, then you can do it. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Right now, there's an anointing of the spirit of revelation. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. And you're, you're going to catch a further unveiling, a further of unveiling of what rightfully belongs to you and how you're going to come into it. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching right now that the anointing to see Please put your hands on your eyes right now. Father, that the anointing to see the spirit of revelation touch them now in the name of Jesus to catch the glimpse of where you're taking them to, of what the next blessing is that's coming so they can be ready to step into it because you're going to open the door. And as they see it, you're going to bring the miracle for it to come to pass. Father, we give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. I tell you, there's power in that name. Praise be unto the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. The anointing, the revelation is flowing. Now it also could come through a prophetic utterance. It could come through time in the word, just you one-on-one -on -one with the living word of God. It could come to you in your prayer time when you're, you're, you're praying or having your devotional time and the Holy Spirit can uh, quicken you with the word. Mm -mm. But that is the, that is the unveiling. That is the thing the enemy fears the most. It's the unveiling of who you are and what belongs to you mm -mm. and step into it, step into it. Now get ready. We're in a time right now where things are going to really begin to pop and the seeds that you have sown, the harvest is coming in. Get ready. Stay on a sharp lookout. Be prayed up because that spirit of revelation is flowing. And when you see it, you're going to walk right in and take it. Praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. Glory, glory. This thing is very real about th there's even some that are watching right now. You've had, you've had like a, a special prophecy, maybe given five or 10 years ago, and you've been waiting, you've been waiting and God is going to unveil the fulfillment of that. And you're going to see, you're going to see something and the Holy Spirit's going to say, that's it. That is the fulfillment of the word right there. And because that's it, and I'm showing it to you, you can take it. Praise the Lord. That's for some special ones that are watching because that you're right at that moment. But let me say also, collectively as a body, this is a time where things are moving right now. Things are happening right now in the spirit. This is the time for you to be ready because miracles, miracles are happening. 
and expect the miracle of favor to be upon your life. Thank you, Father. Let that anointing of, the, of miraculous favor, supernatural favor, rest on your people in Jesus' name. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. You know, before there is the catching up of the church, the church will be walking in the fullness of its destiny through revelation of knowing her calling. And the church will be operating in such phenomenal power and glory that we're going to see creative miracles. We're going to see like, for example, uh, former military or soldiers that had an arm blown off or leg blown off. We're going to see God put on new legs, new arms, new body parts, people that need a new kidney or new internal organ. We're going to see God put those new uh, organs in there. Creative miracles are going to become normal. You're going to see people that even were deceived uh, by the enemy. And they even had uh, all kinds of hormones and sex changes and maybe even things were mutilated. We're going to see those people touched by the power of God. There will be repentance. They will cry out to God for salvation and God will heal them and reverse all of that. I have even been shown by the Holy Spirit that people that have had put that have put vulgar tattoos on their body uh, when they're prayed for the Holy Spirit will just whoop, take them right off. Take them right off because the person says, I've got my life right with God, but I've still got this awful thing on my body that glorifies the devil. And right before the eyes of people, the, the power of the Holy Spirit will move and just evaporate that thing. It'll be gone in the name of Jesus. We're coming into the working of miracles, the greater glory. Hallelujah. We're going to see the grand finale, the wrapping up of the grand finale. Get ready. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of revelation is a flowing praise God praise God God revealing things to you that you could never figure out on your own God revealing things to you that you could never take a calculator and make it work out but God showing you things just like he showed Peter and that leads you into a place of great great blessing mm-hmm. shout amen praise the Lord Hallelujah. Now, if you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ, the Savior of the world, now's your moment. And remember, He can only save you if you call upon Him. He is the Savior, but you must receive Him as your Savior. You must call upon Him. Praise God. Because God works with faith, and you must use your faith And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I want you to do that right now. If you've never done that before, just pray this prayer after me. Pray it to the Father. Say, God, I'm a sinner. (laughs) But Jesus, you died to save sinners just like me. So Jesus, I repent of all my sins. I turn from my sins. And I give my life completely to you. Right now, Jesus, save me. Wash all my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me right now. Thank you, O God. Lift your hands to him and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. O God, in your name I pray. Amen. 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 The Lord has heard that prayer and he has saved your soul completely. You belong to him. Praise God. You're safe in him. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Glory to God. Now, let us take Holy Communion. Let us proclaim the Lord's soon coming return by taking communion. We're going to proclaim His death, praise God, because it's through His death that we have His eternal life, and we have all of these promises. We have this new covenant. Amen. So we're going to take Holy Communion together. I want to invite you to grab some unleavened bread, grab some grape juice, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the bread, the juice. We bless it. We set it apart as holy through this prayer. We thank you that because it's now consecrated, that this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior. So, Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you, O God, that you have appointed us to be signs and wonders in the earth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, O God. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that you are lifting your people up. Thank you, Father God, to point others to you. Thank you, Father God. Oh, God, as we receive the flesh of Jesus, we just thank you that revelation is flowing right now of what truly belongs to us. We thank you, Father God, that as you're unveiling it, that means that's ours to possess. We give you all the praise. We thank you for miracles happening right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the flesh of the Lord. How do you move past the intellect to where it's in your spirit? You do it primarily through the revelation, the spirit of revelation, who unveils this is the word of God. And the king's assistant wasn't open to that. So we stayed in a intellectual only realm, flesh and blood only realm. My friends, you are born again by the Spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit is living in you. That man wasn't born again. Yes, the Israelites had a covenant with God in the Old Testament, but they did not have the born-again experience like we do. And as a born-again, Spirit-filled believer, you can very easily detect the beautiful Spirit of Revelation flowing, mm, because the Holy Spirit always glorifies the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Mm -mm. So you will, you will be tasked with getting into the word and allowing the spirit to quicken the word. Praise God. So that you have that solid truth to go forward on. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The unveiling. The unveiling. Praise the Lord. Things that are beyond the human, that are beyond the, the intellect of man. Father, as we receive the blood of Jesus, we receive the unveiled will. We receive the spirit of revelation to know what is rightfully ours. And we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the word of God transform your mind. The unveiled word, the unveiled will. And when that is unveiled, you can do what it says. Even if it's Jesus saying to Peter, come. In other words, get out of the boat. Come meet me out here on the water. And he said, come. And Peter realized that's the, the will of God is the word of God unveiled with revelation knowledge. He got out of the boat and he walked on the water. When you take the word of God that you have received through revelation and you start walking immediately, miracles will start to happen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What I'm talking about today is not so much a mystery as it is principles. And as we work these principles of the kingdom, and by the way, Jesus is the king over the kingdom, and within the kingdom he has his government, which is ruled and operated by his means of governing. His principles, they work. And as long as we work those, we keep moving forward. So we give God praise, and we honor the revealed word, the revealed will of God. Watch what the Holy Spirit is going to be showing you and move forward. Praise God. And keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that supernatural favor resting on you. You're going to need it, and it will be there in the moment that you need it. Father, bless your people. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Seal this word, O God, by your spirit, that the enemy, the birds of the air, cannot come and steal the seed of the word, but let it remain in our hearts, producing the 100-fold return. We give you all of the praise. Thank you, Father God, for the great exploits that you are working within the church for your people, for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! And before I say goodbye, there's a healing anointing that's just hovering. There's a healing anointing that's hovering right here. If you're having pain in the back of your neck, right by the back of your head, the upper part of your neck, just put your hand back there right now. In the name of Jesus, I command that neck ache, that headache back there to be healed in the name, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I command the pain to leave and the stiffness to leave. Anybody right now with migraine headaches, put your hand on your head. I rebuke the migraine headache. Loose them right now in the name of Jesus. Loose them in the name of the Lord and don't come back in Jesus' name. And something just snapped for someone like a band that was around your head. It just snapped. You have been delivered from an evil spirit by the name of Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. Somebody, you've been having trouble with your stomach. Uh, a digestive problem and you can't uh, figure out what it is. The Holy Spirit showing me that for this specific person is worry and you've got yourself so worried and so troubled by things that are going on in your life that now your stomach is having uh, trouble. So the Lord says just right now cast the care over on him. He cares for you. He's going to work things out for you, but do not worry. So father, I speak healing to that person's stomach receive in Jesus name. Receive the heavenly Pepto-Bismol right now, relaxing in peace into your tummy now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody, you have a fungus growing on your feet and uh, also on your toes, and you're embarrassed by it. You don't ever want to take your shoes or socks off in public. 
right now. Take your shoes and socks off right now. Lay your hands on your feet right now. Be healed of that fungus in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rebuke it. I curse it at the roots. And look, you've already sprayed stuff on it and you put stuff on it. It's still there. I command it to go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now in the name of Jesus, be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, praise God, praise God. That anointing is flowing, that anointing is working. Now put your hands on your head. Father, I just release the anointing of revelation, the spirit of revelation, the unveiling of Jesus, the unveiling of his will, the unveiling of what you have planned for that precious individual in their life, in their walk with you. I thank you for revelation, the pulling back of the veil to see it, to know that way they might possess it fully. I thank you, Father God, that once they can see it, they can go get it. And I thank you that you are unveiling things now through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of revelation. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Let the oil flow in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Somebody going to be out driving around, and you're going to see it by revelation. You're going to see it. Hallelujah. And once you see it and you know the, the Lord showing it to you, you can certainly go get it. Praise the Lord. Father, bless your people. In Jesus' name, there's a cool, refreshing breeze coming in. It's coming in right now. It's refreshing and cooling. Somebody has felt quite fatigued spiritually, and you have felt exhausted. The Holy Spirit is lifting you up on the mountaintop on Mount Zion right now. As an eagle, spread your wings. Let the cool heavenly winds refresh you now. Receive them now in Jesus' name. As the Holy Spirit removes the worries and cares of the world. Hallelujah. And as he encourages you in your walk forward with God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Angels are also present. Praise the Lord. My friends, as I leave you, just worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Because the Lord is speaking to his people. Thank you for watching. May the Lord bless you. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.